Hello, friends, and welcome to segment two of Las Vegas. Thank you for tuning in. Well, let's get started, shall we? On July 3rd, 1930, President Herbert Hoover signed the appropriation bill for the Boulder Dam. The dam was later renamed the Hoover Dam during the Truman administration. Work started on the dam in 1931, and Las Vegas population swelled from around 5,000 citizens to 25,000, with most of the newcomers looking for a job building the dam. However, the demographic of the workforce consisting of males from across the country with no attachment to the area created a market for large-scale entertainment. A combination of local Las Vegas business owners and mafia crime lords helped develop the casinos and the showgirl theaters to entertain the largely male dam construction workers. Despite the influx of known crime figures, the local business community tried to cast Las Vegas in a respectable light when the Secretary of the Interior, Ray Lyman Wilbur, visited in 1929 to inspect the dam site. However, a subordinate was found with alcohol on his breath, and remember, this was during the time of Prohibition, after a visit to Block 16 in Las Vegas. The government ultimately decided that a federally controlled town, Boulder City, would be erected for the dam workers with no gaming and no alcohol allowed. Realizing that gambling would be profitable for local businesses, the Nevada State Legislature legalized gambling at the local level in 1931. Las Vegas, with a small but already well-established illegal gambling industry, was poised to begin its rise as the gaming capital of the world. The county issued the first gaming license in 1931 to the Northern Club, and soon other casinos were licensed on Fremont Street, like the Las Vegas Club, and the Hotel Apache, two iconic landmarks no longer here. Fremont Street became the first paved street in Las Vegas and received the city's first traffic light in 1931. In reply, the federal government restricted movement of the dam workers to Las Vegas. Smuggling and indirect routes then were developed. In 1934, to restrict these activities and the resulting growth of criminal figures in the gaming industry, the city's leading figures purged gaming dens and started an effort to stem the flow of workers from the dam. This only emboldened some dam workers who still plan to visit Las Vegas. A celebration of this era has become known as El Dorado Days. Although the suppression efforts resulting in declines at gaming venues and resulted in a business downturn, the city was recharged, both literally and figuratively, when the dam was completed in 1935. In 1937, Southern Nevada Power became the first utility to supply power from the dam and Las Vegas was the first customer. Electricity flowed into Las Vegas and Fremont Street became known as Glitter Gulch, due to the many bright lights powered by electricity from Hoover Dam. Meanwhile, although the dam worker population disappeared, Hoover Dam and its reservoir, Lake Mead, turned into tourist attractions on their own and the need for additional high-class hotels became clear. 
In 1940, U.S. Route 95 was finally extended south into Las Vegas, giving the city two major access roads. Also in 1940, Las Vegas' first permanent radio station, KENO, began broadcasting, replacing the niche occupied earlier by transient broadcasters. In the early 1940s, the town experienced political problems resulting in two city governments, each claiming to have the right to rule. The militarization of Las Vegas began when the Army Gunnery School, now known as Nellis Air Force Base, was established in 1941. Between 1941 and 1945, 55,000 students attended classes here. The city of Henderson was established in 1941. During World War II, when defense spending was high, tourist traffic to Las Vegas required raising new buildings on 5th Street, Fremont Street, and many other prime roads leading to the casinos. During the 1940s and also in the 1950s, the resort sector also developed in a big way to the detriment of the residential houses in many of the residential streets. Suburbs with single-family housing complexes and apartment blocks sprung up behind El Rancho and other hotels on the Strip. The city also modified its grid pattern layout. As the city extended southwards and realigned in north-south direction, and if you have ever been to Las Vegas, or the next time you visit, this grid direction change can be seen at the intersections of Las Vegas Boulevard, where St. Louis and 4th Street come together. As the casinos came into existence on the Strip along Fremont Street, the commercial establishments were moved to Main Street and Commerce Street, which is now lovingly known as the Arts District. In 1940, the Clark Inn Motel was built as a Regency modern-type hotel. In the same year, the Chief Hotel came into existence as a remodeled version of the Mission Hotel. Both these were built on Charleston Boulevard in the 1200 block. During the Second World War period, Las Vegas Boulevard witnessed increases of wedding chapels, auto courts, and motels. Also in 1940, the Hotel Magnet of California, Hall, was invited by James Cashman of the Los Angeles Chamber of Commerce to build one of his El Rancho hotels with a casino, which would be profitable. Cashman and his associates showed him a number of sites, but Hall had his own preferences and built the El Rancho Las Vegas Hotel at a large site of his choice. He built the hotel with a sprawling casino, coffee shops, upscale restaurants, well-turned gardens and parks, swimming pool, and a large parking lot which could accommodate 500 cars. Following this hotel, the next seven years witnessed the emergence of Last Frontier, Flamingo, and Thunderbird hotels. It was built in the low-rise Western architectural style at the early development stage of the Strip. The El Rancho Vegas opened in 1941 on what became the Las Vegas Strip, serving as the model for future casinos. In 1942, Clark Gable was staying at the El Rancho when he learned that his wife, Carol Lombard, was in a commercial airplane crash near Las Vegas at Good Springs, Nevada, in which there were no survivors. 
1941, John Grayson established the El Cortez Hotel and Casino. The Arizona Club, also known as the Queen of Block 16, was the first Las Vegas saloon to have a second story constructed for prostitution and was unchallenged until 1941. In 1942, Las Vegas closed its prostitution district, accommodating a request from the military, and by December 1942, bars and casinos were closed for an eight-hour period, starting at 2 a.m. The West Side Club opened for African-American customers in the early 1940s, as in 1942, Las Vegas City Commissioners denied a permit for an interracial hotel casino in the downtown area. The hotel Last Frontier was established in 1942. Its western frontier village contained the Little Church of the West, where Betty Grable and Harry James married in 1943. By 1944, the Army base's training range had been enlarged to 3.3 million acres. A riot in that year resulting from an altercation between the police and black GIs who wanted to enter downtown bars and casinos. At 16.5% of the labor pool, women made up a small minority of workers in 1940, numbering slightly more than 1,000. About half were in service, sales, or clerical work, with 13% in professional jobs. 10% working as proprietors or managers, another 10% engaged in domestic service, and the balance working in some operative businesses. In the decade of the 1940s, the number of women of working age increased 196%. The post-war era was one of celebration for Las Vegas's tourist industry, as all war period restrictions were lifted and tourist traffic boomed. A colorful feature of entertainment in The Last Frontier in 1945 was the dancing shows of chorus girls. One of the chorus-leading girls became the entertainment director of El Rancho Las Vegas. In 1945, Nevada Power Company noted that 77 million kilowatt-hours of electricity were being used by its customers. This more than doubled in two years, reaching almost 160 million kilowatt hours. In December 1946, the Flamingo Hotel was opened by Bugsy Siegel, and in the following year, the Howdy partner, City Symbol, nicknamed Vegas Vic, was erected. Rededicated by an act of Congress in 1947, the Boulder Dam was renamed the Hoover Dam, by 1948, the Strip contained several casinos, including the El Rancho, Last Frontier, Fabulous Flamingo, and Thunderbird. Las Vegas' expansion beset the town with water shortages, such that faucets ran dry at the Las Vegas Hospital in 1949. In the same year, the Nevada Natural Gas Company began coordination of a 144-mile natural gas pipeline between the city and Topak, Arizona. With the dramatic growth of Las Vegas, the increasing water supply needs of the city and the county was brought to focus in 1946. In view of the county's inadequate groundwater potential to meet the demand, Lake Mead was identified as a potential solution to the problem. 
the dismal sanitary conditions of the city was also discussed and sought to be resolved. In January 1946, efforts made by the lobbies to lift the ban on prostitution were turned down on health grounds. During World War II, the Rockwell Field, which was a civilian airport of Las Vegas and Clark County since 1926, was closed and the new airport became a military base of the U.S. Army Air Corps in 1941. It functioned as a flexible gunnery training school. This airport was named as McCarran Airport in honor of Patrick McCarran, the then U.S. Senator of Nevada. After the war, the gunnery school was closed, but the Air Force, in 1947, wanted to continue operating the airport for military purposes only. As a result, a new civilian airport location had to be chosen. This was selected at Alamo Field. Clark County bought this land from its owner, George Crockett, but permitted him to retain his business in the airport. After the war ended, as part of tourism promotion, a new county airport was built starting with a vote in May 1947, and it was commissioned on 19 December 1948. It served for 15 years until the jet planes made the airport ineffective. The stone pillars which marked the entrance to the old McCarran Airport were shifted to the new airport and rededicated to McCarran. Railroad underpasses were also planned and built by the municipal authorities, and one such underpass, which was built in 1949 on the Las Vegas Western Lands at West Charleston, which was aimed to achieve the goal of extending the city westwards. This concludes Segment 2 of Las Vegas. Thank you for tuning in, and please join me next time for Segment 3. This is Johnny saying, thank you for listening, good day.